For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, aka the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Welcome to Grace for Breakfast, where you can let go of who you were told to be and become who you were born to be. Just a few years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that the decisions I was making would completely strip me back down to the beginning. Either it's from decisions that I make or even just what life brings that kind of bring me back to a starting point. And I remember I very optimistically planned my move to Puerto Rico, thinking that when I got here, my dreams would just completely come to fruition and I would finally be in the position to truly accomplish all my scary long life goals. But As things usually go in my life and in all of our lives, it hasn't been glamorous, nor has everything lined up exactly the way that I wanted them to. So that's why today I'm going to share the story of why I stepped away from photography to do, to focus on what I love. And I want to share with you some things that have happened along the way and where I'm at now. So welcome to episode 28 of the Grace for Breakfast podcast. I'm Eviana Bynum and I am your host. I am a writer and I teach on self-discovery and emotional wellness, mostly through my stories and experiences. And I'm here to help you when you're ready to get through what's keeping you from living out what you want. Whatever this means to you, there's where we have to work on things and work through things in order to push through the fear that paralyzes us and into what I like to call the voyage that we're on in our lives, the life of a grace voyager. And I'm sure you've heard this concept in previous episodes, or if you're on my list and you got the manifesto. So today I want to share with you a lot of the realness about me and I moving forward as we go into the podcast and continue this podcast, I believe that from my experiences and from what I've been going through in this recent past, I just need to share more of what my life is, uh, what I'm encountering in my life. And I also want to share with you that if you've never studied the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram 6 wing 5. And uh, knowing my Enneagram type has given me so much peace and understanding about myself, especially the way that I think and the things that I struggle with and what my goals are always and just what makes up me. So there are many things that I have lots of success in and there are things that I don't. And every day 
I'm on this path of refining myself and redirecting myself as I stay sensitive to my family, my marriage, and my faith walk. And I say that because those are my personal top priority. Those are my values. And if there's anything in my life that's affecting those values that I've chosen for myself, then I spend time thinking or praying or talking it over with my husband and my children and then coming up with a decision about how I need to pivot my life. So when I share these things with you, I want you to look at this from a lens of what are the decisions that you're going to make and how are you going to pivot your life according to what your values are. And that's why reflection is so important. That's why getting to know yourself is so important because if not, you end up sort of sleepwalking through life and things tend to fall apart around you or things kind of go in circles and you don't move forward and sometimes things end up coming to a head and they end up crashing and burning. And that's not what we want in our lives. We don't want to continue crashing and burning. We want to get better at moving forward and improving and um, having a life of peace in which we are able to love on other people like we're intended to do. We're able to love on our families and we're able to spread love. Like that's our ultimate life goal. That is if you look in, uh, like for me, you guys know about my faith, but there was one thing that the disciples asked Jesus and it was, if there was one thing that we should focus on, if there's one commandment and it was, and, he, and Jesus said it was to love God as you love yourself and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that this is a message that is spread across all religions and faiths and beliefs. And it's the same message. It's love. And if we're not doing things and uh, living our lives from that place, then something's got to change. There's something that we have to pivot or there's something that we need to move on from um, or there's something within ourselves that we need to heal from so that we can be better at loving ourselves and loving the people around us and always turning back to our creator for the answers rather than trying to figure things out on ourselves as we're all tempted to do. This is the norm. <laughs> That's why we struggle. So in the case of my story of photography, photography was one of those things that I had to make a decision on and it became a little it came a little bit before my move to Puerto Rico. And what's interesting about my photography business is that I sort of fell into it and I remember the time when I spent my entire tax return on my very first DSLR camera. My cousin, who had been a longtime photographer, he still is, helped me decide on what to buy. And when the time came, I bought myself a Canon Rebel T1i. So this was back in 0809 because I, I know I just finished my undergrad. Um, I was kind of in that in-between place before I went back to grad school and I was just in love with photography like I always was. My favorite class even in high school was photography. It took um, two years of it. I loved documenting every single event, memory place I was, my emotions, self-portraits, and I wanted to get even better pictures than this little pink point-and-shoot camera that I had bought from a friend. It was like a little digital, I think it was um, like a power shot. I don't know if you guys remember those. I'm sure those still exist, but way fancier now. 
So I got my camera and I refined my craft and it was for the love of it. It was like just my therapy, my hobby. And fast forward to getting married. (laughs) So I'm going to totally skip a few years ahead. And I had my son. And if you haven't heard this, the, my son's birth story, the most simplified version that I can give is that he was born five weeks early. I mean, it's still unknown. It was one of those things that they were like, we don't know if it was five or six weeks. Um, we're not 100% sure. And at the time, the best job that I could find when we'd moved from Connecticut to Colorado was at the local hospital in their billing department. And I had applied at the college. I had applied from some really good jobs that required a master's degree because by then I had my master's, but no one would hire me because I didn't have the experience. And I believe this is a struggle that a lot of people don't talk about. I know a lot of people talk a lot about millennials and and all the things that are wrong with millennials, but I believe that there's some things that we faced that uh, haven't been faced by other generations, even the generation that's slightly older than us. And this is a topic that's been heavy in my heart, so I'm just going to touch on it. But um, it's a struggle because a lot of millennials, um, they were bred to go to college, get a job, be successful, um, do it right after high school. And then a lot of them were left with a lot of student loan debt. And uh, a lot of them, their college wasn't paid for or they weren't great students in high school, so they probably shouldn't have been uh, even given these loans or anything like that, uh, because they didn't qualify for grants and stuff like that. So that was me. I was a pretty mediocre student in high school. I only did well in English. That was always my skill was writing and, um, literature, but I didn't know how, how it would (laughs) span into my future, like where I'm at now. But looking back, I'm like, man, if I would have just waited, and um, just spend some time getting to know myself a little bit more. Maybe then I'd be in a different place now. Um, so anyways, and rant. So at the time we'd moved to Colorado, I ended up settling for this job at the hospital. And the best that they could do, like they gave me like 25 cents more than the than everybody else because of my degree. Uh, but it was still like we were still like on the poverty line. And my husband worked in the oil field. And he was gone all the time. Our student loans were insane uh, because he went to a private school, not for very long, but when he got out of high school, he went to a private school for like a year and a half, which was like $40,000 a year. It was nuts. Um, I went to a state school. So imagine like new parents and lots of debt and can't really get great jobs. He'd leave before the sun went up and came back later that night every day. Like I never saw him. So when my son was born early, I had to stay home with him longer and he was on oxygen. And in case you haven't heard this story before, I remember sharing it recently. I just don't know where. But a month after I got the job at the hospital, I got that job at the hospital when I was five months pregnant. And a month later, they brought me into the office and they told me that the department was closing. It was going to be moved to Denver and um, and like turned into like a call center. And I would basically be jobless in a few months, which uh, was going to fall just a couple months after my son was born. So I was faced with the dilemma of work and now my son being premature and in a delicate state. But at the time, I started taking all sorts of pictures of him. That was like just what I did. I was so in love. I mean, I'm still in love with my babies, but I was just so in love with him. And 
I would document like every little thing, the details of his uh, little toes and his hands. And I was doing portraits of him for the fun of it because I just loved it. I, you know, it was just my inherent nature to do. And I think all moms, but since I had my nice camera, I was really good at photography. And so people started to ask me, hey, can you take a take pictures of my family? And I was just like, huh, no, I'm, you know, I don't have this. Mind you, I had my master's in business. I had a business degree. Always knew that I wanted to be self-employed, just not in this way. So since we needed the money, I basically was like, you know what? I'm going to turn this into a business. And that is kind of the first takeaway that I want to give you from this. Like, as I share this story, I want you to think through if there's something, maybe a business that you, you, you are starting or that you have already started, I want you to reflect on my story and say, hmm, maybe this applies to me, maybe it doesn't, or this could be something that helps you decide on whether to move forward or whether to continue in something that's probably not working for you. So I'm going to share a few things that I did throughout that journey and throughout that experience so that you know, you can use it for yourself, take it or leave it. But hopefully this encourages you if you're in a really rough place, especially with your business or with a career. So the first thing that I want to say is that you don't have to monetize everything that you're good at, nor do you have to stick with it. And the things that I share might be controversial, but for me, you know, especially as an Enneagram 6, (laughs) coming from my point of view and the way that I am I process things and the way that I physically am affected and just me, who I am inherently, I always, for myself and my values, I want to put my efforts towards things that encourage peace and encourage me to be more valuable to the world Uh, because if I stick with things that just make me anxious and make me depressed and make me fall into that pit of unhealthiness, then I'm not going to continue. Um, or I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to try something new. And these are gonna, things that I'll share with this story. So for me, I fell into portrait photography. I'll be very specific. And that's how I began because that is what people wanted to uh, offer me money for and I needed the money. So it ended up being a great blessing to my family. And I'm so thankful for my photography business. I made more money than I have probably ever made in my life and uh, in self-employment. And I'll share some of the things that that ended up happening as the years went by. So for a couple of years, I was doing that and my husband was in the oil field, and he ended up having some near-death experiences and with his job and just in positions that he kept on being put in. Uh, I also will not get into that, but it was just some stuff that it was like, huh, okay, this is not cool and this is not working and it's not worth it. So uh, we came to the conclusion of him leaving that type of work and Then he ended up uh, coming home and starting his uh, career doing art. And we've been through cycles of me being the breadwinner, him being the breadwinner, back to him, back to me. And now we're finally 
coming to a place like we've fallen on our face so many times that it's like, oh, we should be doing this together. Like we we're both creatives. We're both entrepreneurial and we always work better together. And our journey has been a difficult one. It's been one of struggle and it's been one of very hard, difficult lessons. And it's been because we have been scared and we have let fear consume us. And that's why I am so passionate about this topic of grace and self-discovery and reflection because I don't want you to be looking back 10 years later and saying, man, if I would have just had the courage to go after this, if I would have just had the courage to stick with this rather than listening to what everybody fear mongers me with or listening to opinions um, and rather just walking by faith and sticking with, even at a slow pace, sticking with the things that bring peace and where you shine. So sometimes the things that are actually peaceful and fall into our giftings, they seem almost, it seems silly how easy they are. It seems silly how, um, how mediocre they seem and how easily they come. But I think that at least in my current life, like right now, the lesson that I'm getting is that I can be more impactful in the things that I'm coming at from a peaceful place because they come so easily. I can be more impactful that way than to force and keep forcing things outside of myself just because I am able and just because I am uh, competent at them. So... Yeah, there's that. (laughs) So the first reflection would be um, that you don't have to monetize everything you're good at and you don't have to stick stick with that because it's working in some way. Like it could be working in uh, one way, but not working in a bunch of other ways. So when it came to my personality type, Um, and to who I am and how I uh, approach the world and how life um, is for me, that portrait photography was not working for me and this is why. So I reached a point that I was always gone, always gone. And then when I got home, I was editing until two to three in the morning. And so I began to hate photography I know that's a strong word, but I never wanted to take photos for personal things. I fell completely out of love with it, completely out of love with it. I'd come home from the shoot and the kids would be crying because I couldn't give them attention. And I came to a point where I was like, okay, something's got to change because I've always naturally been in this place of like, you know what? I'm not afraid to pivot and switch things up. So I ended up pivoting and I pivoted into boudoir photography and weddings. So weddings, I did awesome because it was just one day. It was a larger sum of money and I always interact well with people and I can just, I can deal with large groups. I'm, I do very well with large groups and um, I was very successful at it. But the editing part of it was all-consuming. It was an insane amount of work. So that was something that I knew that I didn't want to continue, but I stuck with it for a while because it was the season for 
that hustle or whatever it was. It was the time for it and it worked for that time. And then I pivoted into boudoir photography, which I loved because even though it was sort of controversial, I I knew how it made women feel and how it just empowered them and how I was able to help them feel beautiful. Then the last thing that I ended up trying in my final pivot, this was after trying portrait work, which involved families and newborns and children. I did school pictures. I did the boudoir. And then finally, I I started to do architectural photography. And this was something that I sort of fell into. I made a friend who knew about this very niche market and she taught me everything about it. And I was so thankful for her because then there came a time that I focused solely on this commercial type work and architectural work. And it worked so well for me because I could just be free to do the work. I just would get the project and I would go in, go in on my own. I would go and do the shoot and it was very simple editing for me. And I was able to see a lot of really cool new places. I was able to drive to uh, new places in Colorado that I loved. I was able to stay overnight or like take a, a small trip or take my family. And it aligned with my values and it worked well for me as a homeschooling mom. So long story short, the way that I pivoted and the way that I continued to examine where I was at helped me to arrive at something in photography in which I was able to also stick to my values, stay true to what brings me peace, as well as enjoy the work that I do. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. So if you have a business or a project or something that you're working on, go in and try different things, but don't be afraid to pivot and don't be afraid to let things go or else you will end up resenting the work that you do, which happened to me quite a bit with photography, quite a bit. Now, let's talk about how things changed when I got to Puerto Rico. So before I went to Puerto Rico, I ended up doing a class with a life coach, which was about finding your life's purpose and just getting to know, uncovering the things that you want to do, like the big picture stuff, the stuff that brings impact. And I really started to revisit the impact that I wanted to have on the world based on the things that I had overcome. And uh, if you want to know more about my story in the beginning of the podcast, There are a couple of episodes in which I share my story, my personal story, and you'll see them by looking back. And I knew always from the beginning that there was something that I want to do. However, I hadn't really appreciated my gifts the way that I do now, and I've had to learn it sort of the hard way. (laughs) So when I did this clash, what I broke down and really realized was that I just wanted to take pictures and do photography of beautiful places. I didn't want to do these assignments. This was a ther- this is something that helped me therapeutically and something that I loved and I had fallen out of love with it. I wanted to have a location independent business and I didn't want to have a specific schedule to follow with clients or things like that because I homeschool and that is very demanding on me. 
And I wanted to write inspirational books. I wanted to speak. I wanted to share a message of hope, which is what I'm beginning to do with the podcast, but I want to do so much more as I complete my book, as I write books with my husband and focus on just the artistic parts of me that are more inspirational. And in the past, I didn't see them as that special. I didn't see them as the special parts of me because I wasn't willing to embrace that because of the fact that we are all bred to follow a certain guideline and to follow a certain type of success. And I believe that is something that has happened to especially the millennial generation. And I think that a lot of us are figuring that out and figuring out how we truly fit into the world and that we don't fit the mold that was put on us. And it can become very difficult um, and it can cause a lot of stress and anxiety and it can also cause people to feel like they just want to give up and feel like they're worthless. And I want to encourage you to know that you're not worthless and there's something special about you and it might be even something that you consider not that special, but it truly is. So revisit those things. Always be in a place of reflection and don't be afraid to pivot. So when I got to Puerto Rico, my plan was to still do commercial work, to still do architectural work. And long story short, the market was just not here. The market is very different. Um, things are done uh, in a different way. Um, there's more word of mouth and who you know kind of thing, which works everywhere and also worked in the small town of Grand Junction, Colorado. But in Colorado, there was more of the Google search and the the search engine kind of things and the marketing things that you could do to build rapport. And here it's a little different. It's handled much differently. It's a little bit more old school with a lot of things. So that's fine because when I initially had the disappointment and reflected and went through my process, I realized, you know what? I don't want to be traveling around Puerto Rico. This is a completely different environment that quite honestly, I wouldn't feel very safe going to do some kind of architectural shoot and driving through some crazy mountains and one car lane road and trying to find a place. Like I, it just doesn't feel safe to me and it doesn't feel peaceful. So I completely just put down my camera and it's been almost two years now that I haven't really done much photography. It's just been like for, you know, if we go on a field trip with the kids and their co-op or something like that, I'll do a little bit of stuff there. But I have completely walked away from that. And now I'm in a new place that I'm like craving my camera. I'm craving uh, just revisiting that kind of work, but just for the love and for the beauty and to capture the beautiful landscapes here and the places that I visit and for that therapeutic creative outlet that it was originally intended for. So some takeaways here are when you are in a place that you want to start a business or or pursue a certain career, think about all the reasons why you are going to do that type of work and think of it from a holistic point of view so that you don't end up being miserable because uh, I don't believe that Our life is intended to be lived that way, especially when we have families and children. 
and we're not living to our potential when we're unhappy and when we're just causing grief to everyone around us. That is not uh, what I personally believe in. Don't be afraid to pivot. And, you know, I tried portraits. I tried families. I tried newborn. I settled on architectural because it worked and it was a great income stream at the time. And I'm so thankful for all of the people that supported me and all of that part because it was a great way to make money. And even with my online business, I have pivoted so many times. I've tried different ways of marketing, different products, and different services. And it keeps going back to the truth about who I am and what uh, works for me and also how I can be of the biggest impact, not only to the world, but to my children and to my family and my husband. So I can be outwardly successful, but my family's suffering. And I know that right now, We're in a time where there's a lot of marketing that's done by really achiever type, push hard kind of type of people, which is wonderful and it works for some people, uh, but it doesn't work for everyone. Um, It doesn't work for people who are sensitive and empathic and um, feel the feels on a heavy level. And I don't believe that it's always the best solution for everyone. It hasn't been for me. I have spent years trying to follow all these formulas and all these different things, and it's done nothing but bring me grief and burnout. And my goal for myself is to systemize everything that I can in my life to make it simple and reduce the amount of steps. That's what I teach in my course. Uh, And it's also to find peace and purpose and get to know who I am and really operate in my giftings and where I shine so that I can also transfer that to those around me and love on them on a different way. Because when I am doing things for the world and I'm doing them based on what the world tells me to do, then I end up being burnt out. I end up separating myself from friendships. I end up uh, wanting to clam up. I end up exhausted, burnt out, migraines, anxiety, depression. And that's not what life is supposed to be like. That is not what our children are supposed to see. That is not how they are supposed to feel uh, when they are in the environment with us, especially if you homeschool or you're a home educator, especially just if you're a parent. Like I have a really big heart for parents out there right now, especially my age and in my stage of life that find themselves very troubled either about going to work or not going to work, being at work or staying at home. Uh, homeschooling, public school, it doesn't matter. What's important is how you are showing up for your children and for your family. And it's first dealing with yourself so that you can better love on other people. So don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to fall on your face. I can tell you a million different times of how I've fallen on myself, You on my face. You can talk to my assistant and you can Even though I don't like to call her my assistant, I feel like she's like my teammate or like she mentors me even. But you can talk to her even and you'll see all the different things I've tried and been like, you know what? This isn't going to work. Like I did it out of scarcity again. I tend to uh, default to wanting to create things because I'm like, I need to make this work. And then guess what? It doesn't end up working. But I'm not afraid to be like, you know what? It's not working. I'm going to change it up because at the end of the day, I want to be at peace and I want life to be simple and 
I want to teach my children what it is to live at peace and what it is to regain your peace because that's what we're constantly doing is trying to regain our peace so that we can love on others. So one of the biggest things that I have used as a way for me to decide on what products, services, or not to provide services is the biggest thing that I've done is to know my values and stick to them. When I'm not sticking to my values, then I am hurting my family and I'm hurting myself. So when you know your values, which is um, the things that uh, you believe in and you strongly want to uh, follow, then you can use those as anchors and they can help guide your life, your friendships, your career decisions, your products and services, uh, everything, the way that you eat. You have to know your values. And then when if something doesn't seem to be working, don't give up on it. Try to create a system out of it. Uh, try to find a way to simplify it and to make it easy to get done and attain And if that doesn't bring peace, then that's an indication too. Because, um, I can, I, I teach systems and I can tell you that there's been things that, especially my photography business, I had it running like clockwork. It was beautiful. Everybody loved my customer service process and the way that everything flowed, but it still wasn't enough to bring peace to me because of the type of work, the type of photography that I was doing. And at the end of the day, it was something that I chose to walk away fully from. Uh, And also that I felt like, you know, even God was like kind of nudging me and saying, this isn't something that uh, I want you to do. And I got better for you. And perhaps in the future, it's me selling my landscapes. Perhaps it's me selling photography, but just selling the pictures that I take as fine art. I don't know. But I'm not going to completely give up on something because it didn't work. I'm willing to pivot and figure out what's better. And then lastly, the final thing that I want to say to you is to be patient with yourself. That's the title of this podcast, Grace for Breakfast. You are going to mess up and fail just as much as I did. Look at me as your amazing example of failure and pivoting and trying again. But be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. And as I study the topic of grace, grace means unmerited favor. Like unmerited means undeserved. You don't deserve it, but give it to yourself. Give yourself favor. Give yourself patience and peace so that you can also offer it to the world and those around you and love those around you, loving your neighbor, uh, literally your neighbors, (laughs) the people who live by you, and just being a light. Because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody wakes up and says, you know what, I want to be an example of grouchiness and misery and of just failure. I'd rather see have people see me pick myself back up and try again and be inspired by me to try again. And I want my children to be inspired by me because I give myself grace and I give it to them. So it causes us to be nicer people to not just ourselves, but to those around us. We reduce gossip. We reduce judgment because we are not judging ourselves. And in turn, it helps our relationships and our impact in the world. So if you were impacted by this episode or inspired or encouraged, then share it with someone. Share it with someone who's struggling with a business that brings them a lot of stress or struggling with their job 
And these can be different things that they can reflect on to see if this is something that they need to pivot, systemize, or just move on from. But you don't know unless you know your values. And that is probably the top thing. So share this podcast with someone. And if this podcast is bringing you hope and encouragement, then head to graceforbreakfast.com and become a podcast supporter, become a patron. There you're going to see the perks of supporting the work that we're doing. My husband and I are doing much more work than just this podcast. This is kind of my personal project, and I love to bring my husband into it more. Head to graceforbreakfast.com, and you can see a way to support us. There's a lot of different things that we're currently working on, and I will be updating that there. And in closing, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't. It doesn't have to be in a certain timeline or method. Just keep trying, keep pivoting so that you can get to know yourself and settle into what you love and settle into that life of purpose that you're meant to live. We are on a mission to grow the Grace Voyager movement. Help us grow by sharing this podcast with everyone you love. It's super simple. On your listening app, just click the share button and post it to your Facebook page or just take a screenshot and share on Instagram or Facebook by tagging at Grace for Breakfast. Thank you for helping us grow the movement.